Hey, Exponential, it's Peyton Jones, and I want to welcome you back to Frontlines on a Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific and whatever time, wherever you are. But I am here today with the good people of EasyWorship.com. They are one of our sponsors at the uh, fall roundtables and this recent cycle that we've had. First off, on behalf of Exponential, I want to thank you guys for joining us today. But also, thanks for the work that you do in investing in churches and church plants and church planners. Um, specifically, as we were talking before this, I was like, you know what? This is what I used when I planted it in, in Long Beach. I know these guys, you know? <laughs> so I don't know them, but I mean, it's weird to think my little church plant in urban Long Beach was using easy worship, and here we are. I didn't even know who you guys were face-to-face, and so here we are. Now, today, I'm joined by Dan Willard and Casey Steffen, and they're going to tell you a little bit about easy worship and a little bit about themselves. We're going to take questions uh, during this hour. We're going to have a good time, and let me say at the outset that as you've turned up here today, what I love about these guys is they are speaking to everybody at every level. Like if you're at a church planning level, they've got something. If you're a medium level, they, they got what you need. And they're programmed to think that way, like robots, like bots, like droids. And here they are. And they're going to they're gonna do all the robot science and robot karate for us, getting all this technical stuff down, done, and dusted. So guys, welcome on today. Tell us a little bit about yourselves and Easy Worship. Well, thank you so much, Peyton. And thank you so much for having us on Um my name is Casey Steffen. Uh, I am the product marketing manager at Easy Worship, but I have experience, um, over 10 years experience working as an admin in a small church setting and medium church setting. So helping manage tech team, helping manage the tech process. I know what it's like Thursday and Friday, last minute, getting all those slides in, right? You're just scrambling to get it together and then Sunday morning as well. So um, we're just happy to be here and share some of our experience. But Dan, why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Dan Willard. Um, yeah, I've been with Easy Worship uh, 15, almost 16 years now. Uh, well, actually almost 15 years, I guess. Um, so a long time. I pretty much know the software inside and out. Um, I am the training specialist here at Easy Worship. Um, so normally when anybody has a question of, can we do this? Can we do that? Um, how is this done? Uh, they come to me. So, uh, unfortunately, sometimes. But Dan Willard, the man who gets things done. <laughs> That's right. How you can or if you can do them. Right. Right. So, yeah, I'm also a worship leader at my church, uh, at a very small church. Um, I've been at larger churches, worked on the tech team, I've been in charge of tech teams, um, and am in charge of the tech team now, even though it's basically my wife right now, but, uh, <laughs> and myself, but she, I, I voluntold her to help me out. So, uh, hey, that is such a great church planning <laughs> mentality. I remember yeah. talking to a planner once and I said, how many people in your, in your church plant right now? And he goes, five. He goes, I'm counting the dog and I'm counting the two kids. You've got to count the kids, man. you got to count the kids. So right. I like that. The tech team, who is your wife and you, the worship yep. leader, I date yep. Well, tell us a little bit. I know you guys have a uh, presentation where you just kind of want to, and I, I love this. I love that you've got some, you know, here you are tech people. Like we'd be a bit disappointed if you didn't show up with a, a presentation like to wow and awe. So um, I know you're going to walk us through some of the basics. And then for those of you that uh, want to uh, put your questions, you can drop those in the chat right now. 
And uh, if, if they've already given me permission, I could break in, you know, we could be like, oh, there's a question, you know, kind of like Epstein off Welcome Back, Cotter. Sorry, I'm showing my age. Brooks, who's behind the scenes, has no idea what I'm talking about, but I'm going to do a one Epstein and oh, 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 you know, if, we, if the question comes in that's relevant to what you're talking about. So, all right, take it away, guys. All right, let me apologize. I'm not always used to sharing my screen, so let's do this. Dan, hurry up and stall, man. Jump in there. <laughs> let's do it. So there's easy worship. Yeah. All right. There we go. This is working? Yeah. All right. Yeah, you're good. All systems go. All right. So we're going to talk about today um, serving your tech team, equipping to lead. Um, this this kind of our why. Um, Dan and I have been in many different positions with tech teams. And, you know, we just want to make sure that the tech team, whether it's one person, it's more than one person, it's the pastor himself or herself. Um, it's just that they're not taken for granted um, I think sometimes the purpose of the tech team is to be invisible, to be in the background. And sometimes that can be easy to overlook when it comes to saying thanks, when it comes to equipping them properly. Um, so your tech team is just as important as any ministry team in your church, prayer team, worship team. And, you know, we might even include the facilities team on this one too, because I think sometimes, again, it they can get taken for granted because they are meant to be invisible and not seen. You know, the church is always unlocked. The slides are ready to go. The, you know, the computer's powered on. Yeah. So um, we just want to take a minute to walk through what this can look like. Yeah. Yeah. So like Casey said, the, the tech team is meant to be invisible um, because if they're not, they're, a distraction, I guess. Um, so yeah, we want, we want to kind of explain how we can get, uh, the best out of your tech team. Uh, usually if they're not invisible, it's because something's going wrong. So, um, yeah, we want to be, see how do we, how do we recruit the right people? How do we train the right people? Um, how do we check in with the right people, with those people, thank them, all of that kind of stuff. So we'll go through that. Exactly. So the first step that we obviously want to highlight is prayer. I think this one is, you know, it encompasses everything. You can never lead a team well. You can't lead a church well without prayer, without grounding yourself um, in God's word and following the Holy Spirit's lead. Um, you know, we're you never know who's going to volunteer, what their background is like, where they're coming from, if they have hurts and wounds um, from different experiences. And so really big fan of listening to the Holy Spirit and getting guidance on how to lead volunteers well in this, in this manner. Dan, do you have anything else? Yeah. Uh, I mean, this, I guess this may be just be basic stuff, um, but it's a good reminder because I can go into a service or a practice and we'll just get right into it and I'll forget, forget to pray as a team or um, something like that. So just, it's, it's very important to remember, pray individually uh, during the week, pray as a team once you're together. Um, so yeah, that's just a, just an important thing. We need to fill up, fill up that cup. Exactly. I love the fact, I'm just going to break in for a second. Yeah, I absolutely cool. love the fact that you guys started there. You know, one of the things I used to, to say to our 
our planting team because you you know how it is like real life you show up to the church plant that morning everybody's like unpacking a trailer or you know some storeroom at the community center and they're scrambling to get this whole thing set up because you're paying by the hour and then people are screwing up and the things are broken and by the time the service happens everybody's all cheesed off and in a bad mood. And then the pastor's like, come on, let's pray, you know? <laughs> right. So the right. very first thing we always do as a setup crew is we stand aside and we go, hey, everybody, let's just gather for prayer. Mm-hmm. And we start off and we had a mantra that we would say, and it was three, you know, three things need to happen. We need to hear from God. He needs to hear from us and we need to hear from each other. And there were these catchphrases that would embody this value right here. Cause we'd be like, Hey, only those three things need to happen. If everything else doesn't work or doesn't happen, who cares? And our other saying was kind of a joke and it was, what would the early church do? And we're like, they didn't have any of this crap, right? Mm-hmm. Now we had some highly technical people, like people that ran streaming companies. You know, we had all that early on, but it was like, this right here is such an important grounding. So I, I just want to thank you guys for leading off with this. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You can get so caught up in the, well, this cord didn't work and now I'm tired and exhausted and now we have to actually do the service when it feels like you've already done the whole service with setup. Yeah, it just, it can wear you out. But yes, if you center yourself in prayer, it can give you miraculous energy. So first uh, off the list, tech, like more logistical side, logic side, um, we're going to do recruiting. Um, so when it comes to recruiting, we have some simple steps to start building your tech team, whether you're just starting, whether you're trying to fill one position or two positions. Um, it doesn't matter what stage of building your tech team you're in. This works for everything. So recruiting, write out the rules you need. And this is about being specific. You know, do you need, a, for us, it's an easy worship operator. Do you need a sound person? Do you need somebody for lighting? Do you need somebody to manage the slides leading up to Sunday? Um, do you need to manage the slides Sunday morning? Um, Dan, am I forgetting a role? Uh, do you say camera operator? I mean, there's lots of different some churches will have uh, some roles that others don't. So it's really just what the roles that you would need in your tech team. Right. And then with that, write out the expectations within those roles. And that includes time commitment. How many hours per week? Is it just on Sunday? Is it leading up to? Does it include coming to band practice or a run through of the Sunday service? And then also expertise, you know, so like an easy worship operator probably could easily learn how to manually flip between slides using the arrows. Um, But, you know, a camera operator might need a little bit more expertise knowing how to operate the camera. Or maybe it's somebody who you think has the knowledge to learn quickly um, or has the the ability to learn quickly and not just have the knowledge already in hand. Um, So just writing out those expectations help you as you get people who want to volunteer where to assign them and you're less flustered once you get the volunteers in. And then obviously this one I think gets overlooked, but ask specifically for what you need. So put it out there in the announcements, Um, you know, ask people that you think may fit the position well. Um, You know, it goes back to the scripture, like ask and you shall receive. You're not going to get anything if you don't actually ask. 
Um, and then if needed, you might have, need to have an interview process in place. And that's where you can figure out, again, depending on what you need, if they have the expertise or the knowledge to do the job that you're wanting them to do. You know, that, that's so helpful. Thanks for that clear outline. Can I, can I add something that's been really helpful for, for me over the years as a church planner is I always give people a probation period. Like, mm. I'll say, hey, we'll try this for three months or six months. <laughs> Maybe with this stuff, it's three, right? But, right? but always there's a clear understanding that we're just trying this because there's that saying it's always easier to hire than fire people. And I've just found in church, even with elders, like I'll give them a year, the, mm. the first six months is probationary where it's like, you're just going to watch and not vote. Then the second six months is you get to be a, a full part of this. And then it, it, every six months we review to see how's this going. After that, there's like, a, you know, they're on for years, but, um, but that whole idea of seeing people, you, you can't really until you observe them, right, in that role. You don't know, like, how do they handle stress under pressure, right? So, um, I, I would add to this, just put a, a three-month to six-month or whatever feels right yeah. to planners, you know, on there so that the people have a clear expectation. I'm not firing you. It's just we agreed we'd right. try you out. Right. No, I think that's great. I think that's great because you never, like you said, you never know how somebody acts under pressure until you see them in that situation. Agreed. Yeah, yeah and, you know, this a lot of this uh really is for the medium to larger size church the smaller churches sometimes you're not even going to have people to even be able to fill those roles mm-hmm. um or it'd be harder to find more people you know you might have one person doing two or three things yeah um so, I can see or, that, Dan, because maybe maybe for a, a really small church plant, you're just finding a warm body. Oh, you play guitar? <laughs> right, right, right. You know how to work a soundboard? You, you're in. <laughs> you can you can clap your hands. You can play the drum. You can or the djembe or something. You can you can click a mouse. You you have a phone, right? Right. <laughs> so yeah, it says um, make a joyful noise unto God. It doesn't always have to be on key, yeah. right? Right. But yeah, so. Thankful. <laughs> you know, so there are, there are times, there are some exceptions where you, you can't have an interview, mm-hmm. you know, to interview different people because mm. you don't have enough people to say, we don't need you. We don't, you know, right. we need you. You're, you're the only one. <laughs> so, yeah. um, and in that case, there has to be, there has to be a lot of grace. Um, you know, there's nobody's perfect there. Nothing is perfect. So, there's going to be mistakes. There's going to be things that go wrong. Um, so, you know, there's grace. There's go- like in, in my church, my small church, we're very laid back when things go wrong. We laugh about it. It's, you know, sometimes Amen, it's brother. distracting, but you know, it's, we're family. So we know things happen. And so we just go along with it and nobody gets on anybody else about anything like that. So it's, it's great. Um, that's one of the better things about a small church, I guess. Um, so even though you don't have those people or that many people you it's still, um, there's people there that are willing to do things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's always people wanting to help. So moving on to training, um, 
and this applies for any size church, um, even if it is somebody filling in for multiple things, training is just so important. Um, the goal is to make sure people feel confident and comfortable with their role. Um, and that is something that can take, like, I love the time period because it can take months. It's not always going to sometimes be finished in a couple weeks of training. It can take months of doing it over and over again. So the best thing that I found when it comes to communications and volunteer management is having a couple dates and times ahead of time to pitch to people. Um, you know, there's two different ways you can do it. You can be like, hey, what works for everybody? And depending on how big, how many volunteers you get, that can be a little chaotic. So just have in your mind a couple dates and times that work well for you. See if it works well for the vol volunteers. And um, if it doesn't, then you can readjust, but it just helps to kind of set that leadership tone. Um, and then this speaks to what Dan said earlier, don't turn volunteers away. Um, there's always something somebody can do based on their skill set. Um, you know, people want to serve. They want to be a part of the church. They want to be a part of the community. And that's so much a part of the body of Christ, right? He never turned anybody away. I think there's, there's always a place for somebody. So um, just keep that in mind. It sometimes may be in a different ministry area, but, you know, it's, it's about giving people a place to belong. And this is part of that for some people. They're servers at heart and they just want to help. So, yeah. And then the other part is um, be okay with holding their hand for a few services or, you know, more than a few services. Again, we want them to feel comfortable and confident in their role. So um, that really bleeds into give mercy and grace freely. Um, public correction does more damage that can be hard to undo. Like that is, I would say that it is a strong never correct from stage never ever i think it can do way more damage you can lose volunteers that way if you need to correct it needs to be done afterwards in a private room with no one else around and it needs to be done with grace because we're all human and we're all learning and yeah i think that's probably dan would you say that's your biggest pet peeve is when you correct from stage yeah i've seen it done before um so it's yeah, it's not a pretty sight. Um, so it's, yeah, it's very discouraging to the person in the tech booth that they've done something wrong and, and whoever's on stage says something about it. Um, so it's, yeah, it's very, not a good situation. So yeah, just have grace, let it, let it go in that moment. Um, and talk about it after, after the service, uh, individually. Um, I would say are, they most likely know what they did wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And as far as holding their hand, you know, there's, uh, if you're the tech leader, yeah, just don't show them something and let them go and, and just say, here it is. Have fun. We'll see how it goes. You know, you want to make sure that they know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. You can sit with them uh, or have somebody that knows how to do it, sit with them for, uh, you know, a couple weeks or until they, until they get how it's done. Um, but then the other thing on the screen here, if you're a portable church, 
you want to look for a trustworthy, careful volunteers who listen well. You're moving expensive equipment in and out every week. And, and so you do want, you don't want the, you know, you can have the kids carry stuff in, you know, cables and things like that. But you, you definitely want people who can take care of the equipment to move that stuff in and out. Mm-hmm. Uh, show them how to set it up, how to hook it up, mm-hmm. um, or at least somebody's somebody's got to know how to do it uh, to set that up each week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even if you write out um, instructions that you can tape near the camera, you know, so nobody, everyone has a reference point, or write out detailed instructions step by step near the computer, so that you know, again, in a smaller church, we understand that. Sometimes your tech team is like in Dan's situation, him and his wife, or if you need somebody last minute to fill in, there's really easy instructions to follow as well. So um, I'm a big fan of plan A, B, and C, and possibly D. (laughs) That's great. Let me ask you guys, um, sometimes uh, you get people that, um, and maybe you're coming to this later, but you get people where they're, they're there, um, week after week, and they start to they start to get a little funky because they maybe they don't feel they can worship the same, or they start experiencing burnout. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something you might cover later, or is there any recommendation you have for like rotating or giving people a break or a month off, or what have you guys learned in your in your experience with this? It kind of comes in later with our weekly check-ins, like, you know, and sometimes you can't always do weekly, but we do, like, we love it when, as a leader, you check in, right, with the people underneath you. And I think this applies not just with volunteers, but even with employees, employers, right? And you just got to check in with people to see how they're doing. Um, And when it comes to burnt out, I mean, I think it's always better to give people that space. Yeah, you may be crunched for a month on a Sunday, But, you know, again, what does this come down to is, are we trying to build relationship or are we trying to run, you know, uh, in some ways a business? And, And my heart is always like, we're trying to build relationships, we're trying to build the body of Christ up, and that includes people, not always the tax side. So if you need to give somebody a month, give them a month, because I guarantee that's gonna build your relationship better and they're gonna feel like, it's more of an actual community instead of just a, like a, a church organization, I guess would be the right word. That's my recommendation. I'd be interested to see what Dan would say. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if you have other people to do it, definitely rotation. Um, if you have one person doing the same thing every week, week after week, they're there all the time. Um, they start getting burned out. They, like you said, they start acting funky, um, things like that. You know, as you said, the old church didn't have any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I sometimes I just say, can we do a week, maybe every quarter, without all of this stuff, without the mm-hmm. screens, without the lights, without you know, without some of the, most of this stuff? I mean, you're probably going to have to have a microphone and uh, things like that. But um, but a lot of that stuff, can we do it without and just give everybody? Per- most mostly everybody a break for for a little bit um, where you can just turn on the sound system go and do your service and and then you're done so um, I mean that's one way I think you can possibly give people a break for a week uh, I know my wife gets burnout sometimes and um, 
So I actually, with Easy Worship, we have the remote app on the phone. So I'll have our, our pastor actually sits in the front, front row uh, during the worship time, and he can control the screens on his phone. And that gives her a week off. So, you know, just something as simple as that, having somebody run it from their phone or, or an iPad or something like that uh, for the lyrics, uh, just to give that person a week off uh, is, a, is a good option as well. that answer your question? Absolutely. Yeah. Super good. And thanks for the kind of the, the breadth of different ways of dealing with it. Yeah. I mean, I think at the end of the day, all we want to focus on is these are actual people in this position. They're not robots, right? All- yeah. And I think that's come through really strong and clear, um, which I think you've mentioned good leadership a couple times here. And I think that, that's what I'm seeing modeled by easy worship because, um, you know, always a bad leader wants to get the task done at the expense of people and a good leader pours into the people. And as I'm looking at up here where it says, be okay with holding their hands, treat them like human beings, give them dignity, give mercy, give grace freely. Um, don't rebuke them publicly. Like these kinds of things, these, this is good leadership. So um, I'm definitely hearing that. And I think that makes such a difference. If you want to get a task done and you get people rallied around a task, good stuff doesn't happen. They might do the task, but it's not the same. But if people feel like you're pouring into them, like Jesus Mm -hmm. did the 12, they're going to give you their best. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to develop them. You're going to get greater return and results than ever because of that. I, yeah, fully agree. You can organize people around a task for a short term and you can get some amazing things done. But if you're going for a long term, it's, it's about the people and, and, I just think that's what Jesus modeled. So, yeah. All right. So this does go into the weekly check-ins. How are you doing feeling burnt out? You know, and I think weekly check-ins can feel a little overwhelming to some people. I think it depends on your team. It depends on your schedule, right? Especially if you're a small church and you're doing multiple things in multiple roles, which been there, done that, totally understand that. You're not just the admin and the tech team. You're also the greeter maybe on Sunday morning or the facilities person opening up the building. So this is more weekly. I would at least do monthly. If you do every two weeks, even better. Um, Do what works with your schedule. But how are you doing? Feeling burnt out? What do you need? And is our communication good before and during after service? So how are you doing is we're talking emotional, mental, and spiritual. We're also talking about maybe getting to know their family situation, where they're coming from. It's more, again, that focus is building the relationship as um, somebody in the body of Christ. Feeling burnt out, which again speaks to if they need a break, let's see what we can do to give them a break so important. And then what do you need? This can talk to, again, the spiritual, um, emotional, mental side, but also tech-wise. What do you need? Um, You know, is it harder for you to do your job every week because you're missing this key component that would make it easier for you to do it? And then maybe contribute to feeling less burnt out, because if your task is hard every week, it can speed that feeling of burnt out really easily. And you, they can also get a feeling of, um, being unnoticed and unseen. So, and then communication good before, during, and after service. This kind of ties back into 
please don't correct from stage. Um, you know, hand signals, hand signals, figure out some, uh, Dan, I think was suggesting, I think the Carol Burnett ear pull, <laughs> something's going wrong, something that- No, I was suggesting don't do that because oh, your ear might that. actually, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what, what was your suggestion, Dan, for a hand signal? What would be a good one? Uh, I mean, a, a lot of times, you know, bef- my wife, uh, I'll just tell a little personal story, I guess. My <laughs> wife has really bad eyesight and she had LASIK surgery last year. And so she can actually see now. But before then, I would give her some, during the prayer, I'd give her some hand gestures and she had no idea what I was doing. And she'd get frustrated at me. And oh, no. um, yeah, so now I can actually do some hand signals or, you know, give a one for, for the first verse or, uh, you know, C for the chorus or something. Uh, something similar to that, but um, she can actually see me now from the back of the of the sanctuary. But the only um, time this rule should not be followed is if someone zippers down and there's a universal <laughs> like hand gesture for pulling your zipper up that all people should recognize. And if you do that, you are a true friend. If you fail to do that, you are not a leader. That's all I'm saying. And you're a bad friend. <laughs> that's right this happens to you more times than like I don't know what's going on I don't think I have have that one I've seen a guy preach a whole sermon with his zipper down and it was torture do I go up there do you you know and I I I was just a member of the church you know and he he was one of the assistant pastors you know and he was going on he was in seminary and man he was going to town on what he had learned and uh, nobody could hear a word of it. So, <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I would say if that does happen to anybody, <laughs> there has to be a way to be like, you know, I just need to move this podium just like a little bit. And while you're doing that, tell no, him. No, he was walking. He was treading back and forth. He wasn't helping himself at all. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry. I digress. I'm getting this off course. No, that's fine. But no, <laughs> anyway, no hand gestures, except for that one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Figure out. It doesn't have to be hand gestures either. It can be something, um, you know, there's uh, foldback, what we call foldback screens that I think uh, the Easy Worship operator could easily send a message to the person on the stage if needed. Um, mm-hmm. So there are other uh, message alerts that you can use um, depending on the software you're using. But then also before and after service, you know, it, are you communicating? obviously we're in a rush sometimes before Sunday service begins, but you know, is your tone like super, what's the right, I mean, you can be stressed out, but also again, anger, anger would be the one I would, just making sure I think that the anger tone isn't in your voice. And if you do have anger that needs to get out, you know, I think it's always better to go in a room by yourself. You need to, if you need to, get some of that out before communicating with the people in your church. Because mm-hmm. again, that can sometimes just one, five seconds, right? It can do so much more damage that it's going to take you a longer time to repair that relationship. So, Right. Yeah. Casey kind of touched on what I was going to say. Um, but yeah, as far as communication, even during the service, um, find a way to communicate that works for you and, between whoever's on stage and the tech team um, because bad communication there speeds up the burnout process or the burnout feeling. Um, 
the more you're expected to do or the more you expect somebody on the tech team to do that, that they didn't feel like they were going to be doing um, the faster that that comes out. So um, find a way to communicate before, during and after service um, so that everybody's on the same page and, and is getting along. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. All right. This next one. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Say thanks. Um, I think we underestimate, you know, depending on your budget, whether you have a tech budget or not, everybody can do public acknowledgement from stage and it's a much bigger deal sometimes than you realize, um, especially after a Christmas service, which will be coming up or an Easter service, you know, our two big services where there's usually a little bit more effort put into the stage setup, the lighting, the sound, um, acknowledging the people on the team by name from stage afterwards is one of the best things you can do. This is the public acknowledgement. We are absolutely for two thumbs up. So um, please, please do this. Um, and then even, you know, maybe once a quarter, it's just something you kind of schedule just to acknowledge it. Because a lot of times, again, these teams facilities as well, they're made to be invisible. And when they are noticed, it's usually because there's a slide missing or the slide is late to go live on the screens. And so when you acknowledge them from stage in a way that's a plus, it just, it's like a warm hug, but acceptable warm hug. So, and then if you do have money in your tech budget, um, you know, if you buy a cup of coffee every once in a while, or if you invest in the Keurig for the tech team so that they can get that coffee without having to purchase it themselves, they're usually one of the first people there in the morning. So, you know, caffeine is much appreciated or Red Bull, depending on what they like. Sometimes people are energy drinks over coffee. Um, and then if you have a budget for your tech team, um, a gift card to a restaurant is always a great way to say thanks once a year. Um, and also, you know, a gift card to a restaurant that you know that they like, which if you're doing your weekly check-ins or monthly check-ins, you know what restaurant to buy it to. Um, but we also would recommend that over um, some, something practical, something tangible, rather than something just like a ornament with a logo on it. If you want to do that, great, but also give them something practical that shows your direct appreciation for their time and talent that they've been giving to you, to the church, so... Man, I just feel good like hearing this. This just, this has made me happy, right? Like this is what you need on a Monday. If there's more of this in the world, but you know, in, in all honesty, as you're talking about this, my mind's going all over. Like, why, why wouldn't you just do this for everybody? Like, this is great. You know, fantastic mm-hmm. stuff here. Yeah, we, I mean, saying thanks to every volunteer at every single ministry team is so important, right? It doesn't matter what team it is, but, you know, here at Easy Worship, we're a little partial to the tech team. (laughs) Yes. So. Yes. The trolls, the monkeys, the underlings. No, I'm just teasing. Don't call (laughs) me. But, but yeah, this is, this is, I mean, man, that is just super cool. You know, it's funny with, with the techie people on your team, mm-hmm. like if they're not happy, you're not going to do well. No, nope. right? Like they could do things back there. Like you, you better have a good relationship, but that's all I'm saying. Sorry about the hammering in the background, <laughs> but you better take care of those people. They have yeah. buttons that do things. They can, they can hit the ejector seat button. Yeah. <laughs> right. They can mute your mic. 
at any point in time if they're so feeling. They won't because they're really nice people usually and they're really giving. I mean, anybody in the tech team I've always met has been, they really truly do have servant's heart. I mean, they just. So true. Holy cow. Because they're not, they're not on stage, right? They're yeah, not yeah. getting the spotlight at any, they just, they just want to serve. And yeah, anytime you can say thanks to them, they, they really do take that to heart. From you every- know, it's, it's so funny you say that. It's like how Paul says, right? Where he goes, the most, uh, the most vital organs in the body are often the ones you don't see. Right. Mm-hmm. Like in first Corinthians, when he's like, Hey, the ones you don't see, those are the most important ones. Like my liver, my heart, my lungs, and nobody sees those. You see my hands and my face, but that's what they are. And their motives, like you said, their motives for being there are probably pretty dang pure that they just want to serve God and they want to bless others. That's a really good point. Uh-huh. Yeah. There, there are always some of my favorite people. If you want to have some fun conversation, you go hang by the tech people. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, they'll talk to you about Monty Python and Star Wars as well as the Lord. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Another, just another simple little thing you can do, um, you know, if you don't have a budget or, I mean, always public acknowledgement from the stage, but uh, not that anybody looks at the announcements at the beginning or end of the service, but you could add a slide um, that has, you know, lyrics brought to you by this person or you know, sound brought to you by kind of do like a credits um, for your tech team or posted in your bulletin or, you know, your printed, printed uh, bulletin or whatever. Yeah, uh, and just another simple thing to do. That's a fun idea, Dan. I like that. Kind of like a movie credits. That'd be great. If you have a movie theme for your message sometime. Um, so the next part is fundraising, and this kind of bleeds from what do you need? So tech equipment. Um, you know, if you don't have a tech budget, you probably don't have money set aside for these kind of situations. I mean, I think 2020, we've all had to expand our live streaming budget. So that happened. Um, but first off, start with the list of what you need versus what you want. And this is a super subjective list based on your church your goals with what you're wanting to do with the tech side. Um, so for instance, um, you may want need a camera. Well, what kind of connection does the camera need? Does the camera need to connect via HDMI? Does it need to connect via NDI? These are the kind of questions you need to very specifically write out. Um, you can't, if you want to just buy a camera, that's great. But if you buy a camera list with the features that you need, you're going to save yourself money in the long term. Software, what kind of software do you need? Computer, um, I think this is one area that we see where people kind of go the cheapest route sometimes. And I know that's very easy to do, again, especially with small budgets. But if you can um, raise enough money to get a computer that has a really good video card, you're going to save yourself money the long term versus the short term. And then you're going to have to upgrade your video card and then upgrade your computer and you end up spending more money than you actually need to spend. So very important to list what you need versus what you want. Um, and you to figure out this list even more, there's plenty of really great Facebook groups. Um, we have one official easy worship user group online. Um, 
A lot of people will easily answer any questions you have. Like you can just list out, this is our setup. This is what we're wanting to do. What have you guys used? What do you recommend? And let me tell you, Facebook is super helpful. And like, hey, we've tried this. This didn't work. We tried this. This worked really well. You can kind of pull people based on what they've done. Super useful. Dan, do you have anything else to add to that? Yeah, it's just uh, the community that we have on face on our Facebook group and even some of the other groups that are out there uh, on worship tech. Um, it's, it's way better to see or to hear from those actual users that have equipment and are using it than from a salesperson at a store saying, Hey, you need this. Uh, this is, this is the best on the market or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. And maybe you don't need that. So it's, I would say, talking to actual users who have that equipment can tell you how it works for them. If it's too much or if they think that it might be too much for you or not enough, or maybe request this piece of equipment or that one um, is just, it's, it's a great resource to find really what would maybe work best for your church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then as you figure out what you need and what that final budget is going to look like, you know, ask your congregation, explain the why. A lot of times people would love to give to this kind of thing, this kind of um, budget goals, you know, not just always missionary goals, but expanding the tech team, expanding the tech um, tools because they want to help you know, with the live stream, getting the message out to more people or whether it's adding, you know, a new drum set because the other drum set is falling apart. You know, they're like, well, we want a drum set. So we've often found that people are just are really willing to give when they know what the goal is and the why. Um, and then if you can, if you are growing and you can set the yearly budget, do so. And when it comes to an amount set for a yearly budget, it just really depends again on your setup. You know, always have um, money set aside to replace cords and mics, the basic things that kind of wear out quicker than normal. Um, maybe some mic stands, those, those can wear out depending on what brand you get. Um, and then always set aside a percentage to replace things. Um, I think with tech, you're wanting to expect to replace things about every three to five years. So just adjust your budget for that. And then of course, add a little more percentage for that thank you gifts, whether it's the coffee or the Keurig or the gift cards at the end of the year. So that can kind of give you a guideline of how much to set aside each year. But again, it really just depends on your equipment and what you're needing to replace. So. Yeah, for some reason at my church, um, there's a guitar, a new guitar on the budget every year that, or I like to have a new, <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> It'd be it's nice, like, but. I'm getting a new guitar every year. It's part of my, uh, part of my hiring. <laughs> part of the tech team, yeah. Right. <laughs> no, that's not true. But um, I would recommend Facebook group. Join a Facebook group. There's just. Mm-hmm. We're in multiple different church Facebook groups and everyone is so helpful. And, and there's never been like a question that goes where somebody's like, oh, what is, this is your setup. Like everyone is just so gracious and helpful and um, you can just easily get all the information you need from one question. So, Yeah, our Facebook group is called Easy Worship Official. Uh, is that right, Casey? Yeah. I don't have it right in front of me. Easy Worship official 
users group. Easy Worship user group official. Got this. Uh, if you just go to the Easy Worship Facebook page and you click on groups, you'll find our group there. So, but everyone is always super helpful. And I, I think that's cool just seeing the body of Christ operate in that way in an online format versus face to face. So, um, this is our last slide, but resources. And um, we've put together a handy PDF resource uh, live streaming on a small budget and then also live streaming on a medium budget so we've got two options and two scenarios that um, are one of our somebody on our tech support helped outline from his experience with talking with customers and then Dan helped as well with his experience with easy worship and so just kind of giving you one is one option is literally just easy worship 7 with our subscription pricing using a smartphone and then OBS. So if you have a smartphone, OBS is free. All you need is a church presentation software and that's it and you can stream. So we, when we mean live streaming on a small budget, we truly mean it. We understand there's always not enough resources. Um, so there's two options there and then two options for your medium budget. If you have a little bit more money to spend on a camera, on something like A10 Mini Pro, we love, we love the A10 Mini Pro for switching between cameras. Um, we really love to help churches in whatever stage that they're in. And we also have a great support team that if you ever get um, in a tough situation, they're very patient. Believe me, I know they've walked me through a couple different things. So, um, Okay, so let me ask you a quick question. The, yeah. um, the, so the easy worship, you know, yeah. I mean, we used it. It was easy worship. Like I always think to myself, if there's a resource that makes your volunteers life better, <laughs> because they're volunteers and particularly in a church plan, it's going to be a volunteer. Get that right. Yeah. Like you're not paying the people buy the subscription, buy the thing, whatever mm -hmm. it is to make life easier for them. Mm -hmm. You're, you're going to mm -hmm. save money in doing that, but also you're, you're letting those people know, Hey, I value you. Like mm -hmm. if you're thinking, Oh, I'm going to ask for volunteers to make slides from scratch every mm -hmm. week and, you know, and then set up a PowerPoint. Like you're just not, you're just not taking care of your people. Would you want to spend your time in the week doing that? Right. right. So, so those kinds of things are important, but I, I have a question about the licensing of yeah. worship songs. Does easy worship.com. And I have no idea whether this is true or not true. Um, is there a licensing? Does each church need to buy the licensing? I seem to remember that being the case where you got to subscribe to a service or does Easy Worship, like, hey, we did that for you and we, we have rights to distribute it. How does that work? Uh, they, every church needs to buy their own licensing. Uh, I think CCLI is one of the most popular ones. Yeah, that's what we used. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and, and we, we integrate, you know, we have it so that they can easily log into their song select and then just download the song straight into Easy Worship. And it's got that little... Um, you know, uh, copyright and all that. Cause that's important, isn't it? Yes. Like you have to show that, yeah. um, legally. Yes. It, it, it will have the copyright on the bottom of the slides automatic automatically. Yeah. Right. So there's a win right there. Like who wants to put that junk in there? Right. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just taking care of your volunteers, man. It is, it is. And you know, we always mm -hmm. get the compliments. Um, users continually tell us, Speaking of training, you can train somebody in Easy Worship in five minutes or less. So if you do need Plan D for your volunteer option, we're great for that. We're also great for Plan A if you're wanting to do the bigger setup 
with ATEM Mini Pro and multiple cameras and using MIDI. So yeah, it, it's just, it's a software that can grow with your team and your volunteers for sure. Yeah. So yeah, and you can always demo and download it for free um, at easyworship.com. So just test it out. If you're like, well, let me give it a shot. So yeah, downloading the demo, um, it's, it's a fully functional demo. So there's no uh, restriction as far as usage. Uh, there's just a watermark on the live output. So, um, you know, but it's uh, so that you're, I guess, if you try to use it at your, during your service, you have a watermark if you just use the demo, but mm-hmm. Um, you can fully test it with your camera. Yeah, it's fully functional, right? Yep. So, yeah. So that is it. Well, very cool, guys. Thank you so much. Um, so, uh, you guys have a couple tools that. Um, Speaking of tools, I got those going in the background. You guys have a couple tools that that people can use to kind of walk through um, kind of what they would need. Can you can you share those with us? Yeah, so um, it's the resource guide, and it's if you go to our virtual booth on Exponential um, and the first tab, which is the welcome tab, and if you scroll to the very bottom of it, there's a link there, a PDF guide you can easily download and use for your setting up your own live stream. But, I mean, we know everyone's had to um, do the full live stream. We've walked through so many churches, right? And so many churches have helped other churches figuring out everyone's got their own way of doing it. And it's fun to see that, whether it's Zoom, OBS, um, Themix, Wirecast. But we, we, uh, we're we putting together this guide with OBS just because it is a free resource. Um, it's pretty easy to use. And so we've got a couple different options for live streaming on a small budget. It's option number one is your smartphone setup using your smartphone and his camera. It does work. Sometimes you do get a lag because you're going over Wi-Fi. You're not um, hardwired in all the time. And then we've got an NDI camera setup, which um, Easy Worship can take an NDI connection in. Um, so you can use cameras like Mevo Start or PTZ Optics. Those are great cameras that we found work well with the software. And again, using OBS and then there's also live streaming on a medium budget which you know you're starting to get into a 10 mini pro so you can switch between multiple cameras um, to give different views so you know if you want to keep it a little bit more interesting with the pastor speaking or the worship team um, that'll give you a lot of variety and a lot of power for a pretty it's a pretty reasonable price Dan how much is the a 10 mini pro is it 499 ATEM, ATEM Mini is, I believe, three ninety nine. The Pro is four. I mean, two ninety nine. The Pro is four ninety nine. I believe. And that can really give you the option to, you know, do some nice transitions between cameras and the slides on Easy Worship. And Easy Worship can easily integrate over the camera with your lower thirds. So you can you can really do some fun stuff with that. And then there's also two computers with a MIDI setup. So that's if you need one computer for your in-house and then one computer for live streaming. And then you can control that with MIDI um, to sync both of those up. So those are the four options that we have. And again, they're in our virtual booth. Um, first tab, bottom of it, free to use as a guide for you to help set up a live stream that you are really proud of. So, yeah. 
Very cool. All right. Well, guys, look, um, definitely download these tools. Head on over mm-hmm. to easyworship.com. Even your website's easy. Like, uh, you know, hey, easy worship, easyworship.com. Mm-hmm. So definitely go and head on over to that mm-hmm. and check it out. Um, I want to, um, I, I know that we had a few questions yeah. um, that we, uh, I just want to uh, get through them real quick and ask you, um, bear with me here as I, as I pull up my little guide, because um, obviously people, they, they've heard what you have to say. Those are some excellent guidelines. But um, first off, uh, what's, what would you say is the number one thing that when uh, people go like to plan a church and they are going to uh, do techie things, what's the thing that gets overlooked the most? So that's part one of the question. Okay. And number two, what's the thing that you think is the most important factor? Barring prayer, because you laid that down. Right. So in like setting up your tech team, that's what we're, when you're planning a church, yeah. setting up your whole tech setup and your tech team, the over, thing that's overlooked. I think, I mean, I'll be interested to see what Dan says. I think from what I've heard is people underestimate the budget needed. Um, I think there's always little last minute things that get added that you're like, oh, that's right. I need to get another XLR cord or um, another quarter inch or my video card needs to get updated. I didn't expect to spend that much on a video card um, or graphics. Like, I, you know, purchasing those depending on whether you have somebody in house. Dan, what would you say? Probably one of the most overlooked things um, that I see is a computer. Um, just going for the cheapest thing um, and maybe not even looking at uh, what the requirements are for the things that you need. Um, same thing with uh, maybe even a soundboard or something like that, getting something that is not big enough um, and like I talked about before, just, um, getting things that you may not need, you know, something that's, that's more powerful than what you would ever even need to use. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's not looking at what you want to do and what you need to do that with. Uh, and that's, uh, that's a big Mm-hmm. big thing that's overlooked. And then the most important thing besides prayer, of course, um, gosh, communication. Oh yeah, that would be a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Communication between the pastor and the tech lead or the tech lead and the tech team, depending on how, again, how big the church is. Uh, it's really good. Well, and you guys outlined a really clear, um, like I think if you just took the things that you guys talked about mm-hmm. today, it would absolutely transform the atmosphere amongst personnel. Like that was some, some white hot stuff. I, I almost feel like that could just, like we said before, just be expanded. Like this is just good leadership, you know, right? It's just not just in the tech department, but, but almost anywhere. Um, but uh, one, one of the questions I have is, um, and we'll probably end on this one, but um Many of the the pitfalls that people have in services, um, you know, there's a lot of things to keep track of, but particularly with COVID-19 right now, um, 
what what are some things that you've noticed that people maybe aren't they're just not taking into consideration that they need to be aware of with COVID-19? Um, I would say my biggest thing is go back to the give mercy and grace freely. Um, there's so much getting changed and updated, even with software. Um, depending on what software you're using, you're seeing updates happen sometimes monthly, sometimes every three months. Um, you know, a new piece of hardware comes out that would make a job easier. So, you're learning a lot. A lot is being learned, especially if you're a church that hasn't done live stream before. And so just being patient. I mean, there's even streaming to YouTube. I mean, a big, big complaint that I've been seeing is, you know, when you're singing the songs and it goes on YouTube, YouTube will be like copyright infringement. And they're like, no, it's not copyright infringement. We have our licensing. And so just that um, whole process, it can be a headache. And so just giving grace and mercy to the people figuring this out because it has been a journey this year. And I think it's still going to be a journey through the years to come. And so, yeah, we're all just learning this together. Um, And there are great resources like YouTube videos are great. Again, Facebook groups are great, but yeah, we're all just doing things a little bit differently and trying different things out to figure out what works best. So be patient. I like Mm it. I like it. And I like the fact that, you know, kind of like Dan's like, Hey, I'm the guy that everybody asks, can this be done? Can this happen? (laughs) So you're also joining part of a tribe and there's that Facebook group. And there's also guys like Dan Mm -hmm. on hand, who are like, hey, you know, we, we can navigate you through this a bit. Well, guys, I want to thank you for having that heart today. Um, thanks for sharing. Thanks for being a sponsor of Exponential. On behalf of Exponential, I want to thank all of you that tuned in today to learn about this. Be sure to head over to easyworship.com and get that really killer resource. Um, I'm going to be nabbing one and sharing it with credit, of course, to uh, easyworship.com to uh, let planners know, hey, nobody tells planners these things. Sorry, that's my train. And nobody teaches you this in seminary. So most planners don't go to seminary anyways, but nobody teaches you this. So I want to thank you guys for coming on today and sharing that. On behalf of having us. Oh, you got it. And on behalf of Exponential, this is Peyton Jones. I want to thank you for joining us for this edition of Frontlines. We'll see you next week. And uh, in the new year, don't forget my co-host Daniel Yang will be back with me on Mondays. And in the meantime, enjoy your Monday and we'll see you next week.